That's hit recording artist John Legend with his Grammy-winning song, Conversations in the Dark. And one of the people who helped bring this song to life is a Cincinnati native. On TV, we only get a few minutes to share each story. But here we get to tell you all the details about stories that are important to greater Cincinnati. Every day I wake up and how, how am I going to make the best song? How am I going to make, you know, that I don't think ever turns off for me, like Grammy or no Grammy. That's kind of just my goal every day is to make something great with the artists that I'm working with. I'm Stephen Albritton and this is WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio. Today on the pod, Kellen Pom Pom Pomrans is now a Grammy winner. Now the Cincinnati native is talking to us about her start in music, the tough road she's faced in the industry, and a few words of advice for the next star to come out of the Queen City. So we're joined by Kellen Pom Pom Pomeranz, a Grammy-winning producer and songwriter. Uh, Kellen, I first have to start with the nickname Pom Pom. I know your last name's you know Pomeranz, but is there something behind the Pom Pom nickname? Um, not. Re- I mean, that's pretty much it. I wish there was a better story, <laughs> but yeah, my last name's Pomeranz. And when I was first like working in New York, you know, producing for people, my friend was like, "Oh, you, you need a producer name, you know, like Dr. Dre or Dr. Luke." You know, there's all those producers out there who have aliases, and he was like, "You should just make it Pom Pom from your last name." So I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and that's that's what happened. Yeah, I wish there was more of a story, but. No, that, that, hey, that works. That's great. You know, it connects to you and it's definitely very unique. So, you know, we're recording this podcast on uh, March 22nd and a week ago, something big, fairly big happened for your career. You won a Grammy. Take us through that Sunday when, you know, awards are being announced and your category came up for the, the song that you helped, uh, you know, create with John Legend, Conversations in the Dark. Take us through that day up until you heard that name, that song called out. So I, I was actually at, at the studio earlier in the day working, recording another artist. And then um, I left to go watch the pre-show with my co-writer, uh, Jesse, who wrote the song with me. And I was at his place with a bunch of couple family and friends, not too many. Um, and yeah, so uh, the R&B category, it actually it used to be announced during the show. Um best R&B album but it actually this year was moved to the pre-show so we were streaming the pre-show from grammy.com and they announced best R&B album and a couple other different categories because there's I think about 80 categories but only 12 or so are shown during the full you know live show that's on the networks so Yeah. So then best R&B album came up. I think he performed a little bit, John Legend. um, And there were a couple other pre-show performances. And then they announced best R&B album. And 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 he they announced um, Bigger Love, the album that we worked on as the winner. And it was super. I was very surprised. yeah, I guess I just, you know, you don't really expect, even when you do get nominated, you don't, you don't expect to win. You don't expect to get nominated either. But um, yeah, and I was just super, we were super excited. And all, obviously our friends and family were thrilled. And it was just really exciting, like a, a dream come true. It's funny because, you know, as a kid, you 
loving music, you hope to win some kind of award one day for your work. Um, you definitely don't expect it in this, you know, scenario that we're in now, but it was still just as exciting and amazing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So who was your first phone call to after you won? Uh, my mom, for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure she was probably she called me. Over, she called you. <laughs> okay, so she was probably, yeah. oh, I'm sure she does. She was probably watching uh, from home and you know, what was that conversation right, like? Was. I'm, yeah, she was, she was just very, you know, excited for us and proud. And yeah, I think just, I think more than anyone, she's seen kind of the hard work that goes into you know, getting to this point in your career, it's a lot of, it's the music business. So it's a, a lot of like doors, you know, closed and you're trying to kick open and a lot of rejection. And even on my side of the business, which isn't, you know, I'm not an artist, but it's still the creative side of the business. Um, so I, she was just so proud and happy and yeah, it was it was exciting. So, yeah. and you kind of touched on my next question, you know, you, you know, people, you know, who just consume music, you know, we hear stories, you hear this and that about, you know, struggling artists, how they're trying to make it, they wait for, wait for that one big break and, you know, that one person who could turn your career into something else, you know, take us back to, you know, from the beginning, when did you want to get into music? What inspired you to get into music? And then, you know, kind of tell us, you know, how you got to this point, because I believe you're in New York now, which is far right. cry from Cincinnati. So t take us back, right. back in the day. When did that first flair for music, that want for music, that eye and ear for music kind of develop for you? I had played, taken piano lessons as a, as a small kid. Um, my parents were always playing music in the house. Whitney Houston, Phil Collins, Michael Jackson, a lot of music from that kind of 80s pop era. So I always loved music growing up. And we went to a friend's house, family friend's house for dinner when I was maybe eight or nine. And they had a guitar. And the dad taught me how to play Secret Age Man on the guitar. And Austin Powers was a really popular movie at the time. So, and I just, I just fell in love with it. I, I, couldn't believe that I could take this song um, that I loved from this movie I loved and just recreate it, replay it like with my own hands. And so the next day I bought, begged my parents to get me a guitar, like got me a guitar. And I started taking lessons from my mom's cousin, who's an amazing guitar player in Cincinnati. And yeah, he taught me how to play the guitar every week. We, we would sit down and I would bring a song um, that I loved to him and he was, he was so good. He could listen to it and know exactly how to play it. And he would teach it to me. And I, and I just totally fell in love with music and songs that way. And, and then I went to Northwestern and studied music there. I knew I w wanted to do something with music. And then I was working in a studio there. There was this like program that you could do internship at this recording studio in Chicago. And that's kind of when I discovered music production and that there was this whole career path for writing songs and composing them and producing them. And that's kind of where a lot of the musical decisions, the creative decisions were, were being made. So then I discovered that and was like, wow, this is what 
this is really what I want to do. So I moved to New York after that and just started working in studios here and producing for people. And I was basically just an assistant at a couple of recording studios in town and then signed to a publishing company here and kind of just, you know, started producing for bigger artists and it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. Was there any point where you kind of questioned your career path or it was a point where like, this is hard or I haven't gotten that, I don't want to call it, you know, the break that you were looking for, but you know, I, yeah. I feel like you hear the stories about like, oh, it's been months and I'm still doing the same thing. Or I just, I'm not seeing that light at the end of the tunnel yeah. yet. Was there any point in your oh, life yeah. where you had those moments? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I was here in, in New York, like for like, you know, years, five or six years before maybe even longer than that, I, just working at studios and, and then I had like a, just a regular like job, like office job um, for a while while I was also pursuing it. And yeah, for years before I was do I worked on like little projects, but, but I, you know, really hadn't had any, I would say big wins or like nothing to like, you know, propel me forward. So for sure, after like a couple years, you start to be like, am I on the, am I on the right path? <laughs> you know, like I definitely was getting production gigs, but yeah, not enough to, to do it full time yet. You know, so after, yeah, after like five or six years, you definitely start to think, is this, A, is it feasible as a career? And B, you know, am, am I doing the right thing? Like, and, and I feel like every time I would question it, something would happen that would keep me on the course, you know? And I also just, I just knew that there, there wasn't anything else that I wanted to do or could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it so sounds like you're I really- I was like, I just need to make this work. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded like you were kind of uh, burning the midnight oil at times. If you were working this office job, you know, pay rent, pay bills and all this stuff, then you sounds like you catch a couple gigs to help out at studios or produce at studios. Right. And I'm guessing that has to be done after your normal work hours. And you were just kind of really um, on the grind, as they say. Right. Yeah, no, it was definitely a lot of putting in a lot of hours for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So what, what you you mentioned um, your your mom's cousin who taught you how to play the guitar, mm-hmm. and I listened to some of the tracks that uh, you've been on and uh, and produced, and it, there's it sounds like there's things and inspiration coming from a lot of different directions. What what inspires you to put these sounds together and uh, you know help produce the the songs and music that you do? Because it, re- it really feels like you know you had your John Legend, your R and B, and then I heard. Uh, uh, somebody who was on the, on the voice who you did a song for helped do a song for. And then, I don't know. It, it just feels like you have a lot of, a, a lot of tools to go in the pot. I, I love working on some people, producers, I think like to like stay in their lane. Right. And like, I think there's a mentality of this is what I do and I'm good at this type of music or this style. And I'm just going to do that and perfect it and be really good at that. And that, I think that's great. And that's definitely an approach. I love working on just all different types of music. Um, Maybe I just 
am too ADD <laughs> to like focus on <laughs> one style. But uh, yeah, I, I've always grown up loving all different kinds of music and I, and I listen to all different kinds of music now. And I just also think that it keeps you interested and inspired when it's more challenging. And I feel like to keep it challenging, you know, you it's best to hop around. It's just more fun for me that way. But um, I think, I think definitely like listening to a lot of different stuff growing up, like, you know, my parents played a lot of eighties music, but my guitar teacher was, you know, a jazz guitar player and exposed me to some jazz music. And I also loved like, you know, classic rock and, and played piano and guitar. So I think incorporating all of those different elements um, into my music is something that's important to me, especially like real instruments and synthetic instruments. I also was in college during the whole EDM boom. And so I loved dance music, but I also love to try and keep some organic elements in to my music as well, because that's kind of the stuff that I grew up on. So kind of marrying those two things, like weird synth sounds and like maybe like drums, you know, dance drums, but then also more real instruments, I think is like, I definitely try and do. Yeah, and mixing those, it has to be some sort of talent when you talk about EDM, jazz, 80s, <laughs> classic rock, piano, jazz guitar. I mean, that's that's a lot to have, um, you know, at your fingertips to put together to, you know, make some of the tracks that you have. So uh, obviously being in the music business, you're going to be around, you know, potentially some big stars or some big producers. Take us back to the moment that you either knew you made it or that you just had one of those moments like, I can't believe this is what I'm doing with my career. Maybe it's you met somebody or you heard you were at, out at some event maybe, but what was that moment you just kind of knew like, wow, what am I doing? I'm, I'm fangirling out right now maybe, or this is the moment that I never thought I would be here to see. I mean, I definitely you- working with John was pretty like incredible, but I would say the first surreal moment was um, working with OAR just because that was a band that I grew up on and my friends and I would go to all their concerts in high school. And I was in this band in high school. We played, we were essentially like an OAR cover band. (laughs) We played all like only Dave Matthews band and OAR. So I knew how to play all their it was just kind of a full circle moment for me when I walked into the studio one day and, and I was working with Mark, the lead singer, um, just cause I had, I had seen him on stage, you know, when I was 19 years old and then there he was sitting there. It was very surreal, but that was definitely a moment where I was like, okay, this is, I, I feel like a little more legit now. Yeah. <laughs> than I did before, but but that was definitely a cool moment. Yeah. Now, did you tell him you'd been to all of his concerts and covered all oh, the songs? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did he say about that? <laughs> he was so flattered. He's like the nicest guy ever. Yeah. So he thought it was amazing. Yeah. But I think he hears it a lot because they have like a lot of ton of fans. So, mm. yeah. So with that, I guess you, you, you've got a Grammy. I, I don't know if it's you've received it yet. I'm sure it's in the mail. or You'll be picking it up at some point. Uh, so what do you do from here? I mean, you touched on it earlier. It's kind of like, you know, just back to the grind and getting more music, but 
how has Sunday night kind of changed the trajectory of your career and your life? Cause I, I can't imagine going from just being, you know, a songwriter and producer to being a Grammy nominated songwriter producer. Now a Grammy award-winning songwriter producer, it's gotta be, you know, two different sides of the coin entirely as far as where your career takes off from here. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I definitely will, you know, continue to be working as, as much as I was before. Um, I actually, we've had things on the books for a couple months. So my immediate schedule isn't changing so much just because we plan so far in advance, but, um, I will be going to LA in the spring, late spring, early summer, um, to do a bunch more sessions out there. And definitely, I think, you know, it definitely helps to have that to your name in terms of getting in the room with bigger people, bigger artists. Um, but for me, I personally love kind of working with up and coming artists and helping develop them. That's kind of something that I've been work- working on for the last year or two as well. Um, so I think it also helps in that arena too, as well, because you can kind of help push them forward a little bit, help, you know, push them through the system a little better um, when you have that credit to your name. But for the most part, I mean, just going to be grinding away at the studio, working on more records for people. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, in some ways it, it doesn't change too much, too, too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you seem like a very, very grounded person. I, I feel like that'll continue for you even after you winning winning a, a Grammy because I I don't know I you know at least in our business you know on the TV side of things you know we have regional Emmys that you know we all chase down right. and things like that you know it's kind of one of those gold standards that you try to get one in your pocket yeah and, you know I, I I guess there's that tendency you know once you win one championship you can kind of rest on your laurels but how are you going to keep right. yourself motivated and moving forward and you know kind of pushing these new artists you know have you have you thought about that like have you thought about how I'm going to keep that fire and passion or is it just, no, let me get to number two and then number three and moving forward from there. Um, well, I, I think with this like Grammy, because it, it was such like, a, it was for an album of, it was such like a collaborative thing. You know, I feel like it feels like I, I did it with so many people and wanted it with so many people and so many people were a part of it. Maybe that helps like make it less like, I accomplished that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it feels more, it doesn't feel like feels more just like it was kind of like a team group effort. Um, But I'm always worried about like, how am I going to, you know, every day I wake up and how how am I going to make the best song? How am I going to make, you know, that I don't think ever turns off for me, like Grammy or no Grammy. That's kind of just, my goal every day is to make something great with the artists that I'm working with. And yeah, so I I don't think that'll ever, that'll ever turn off for me. Yeah. Maybe it's like just Jewish anxiety (laughs) that doesn't go away, but yeah, but it's a good question though. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, I think that happens. I think, they, they have a lot of success and then you kind of, I think a lot of people get into the, you know, mode of where they can use the same tricks, you know, make the same style, just kind of do the same thing. And then your music becomes 
you know, homogenous and dated. And, and I think that's when you start to trip up. So I think you have to constantly be listening to new music and, and push yourself to like make something different, like Mm -hmm. notice when you're maybe, you know, going in, you know, going down the same path, using the same tricks and yeah, just try and be different and keep trying to innovate and like be, you know, critical of your own work. I think that's really important. Yeah. And to collaborate because that also helps a lot. I think collaborating is super important, especially in terms of staying fresh, you know, with music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I can only imagine what it's like to get all of those creative minds into one studio at the same time in front of all the sound boards, you know, then you have the artists right. come in. I'm, I'm sure that's an experience to watch all of this creativity to come into one room and hear somebody say, Hey, how about we try this? Or how do we do this with the bass right. or the treble and every yeah. other term you could go in there. I'm sure it's a, uh, quite the experience. So, uh, you know, for, any young musician out there, you know, maybe a musician at Cincinnati Day where you went to high school, what, what would be your message for them if they were trying to pursue music? You know, what pitfalls should they expect and how would they how should they overcome these obstacles that I'm sure they're going to run into? Because I can only imagine there's only a handful of people in the world who are discovered day one when they're 17 right. years old. Right. Most everybody has to grind for their success. So what message would you send to young artists and musicians out there? stick with it and, and, you know, know that it like takes years, you know, it takes a lot of time. Um, I, I graduated from school 10 years ago, you know, and now just kind of, you know, started to have success at maybe a, a little bit of a, you know, larger scale, but it takes, it takes years. And I think also do your research on the business because it's changing all the time. And, you know, now with streaming, it's, you know, kind of changed the landscape of the business. So I think do your research on it and see kind of what are the aspects of the business that are lucrative right now, you know, and what are the the jobs there, I would say. Six or seven years ago, working for Spotify wasn't as you know great of a job as it is now that streaming was still people it was kind of questionable it hadn't taken off yet so if you can kind of i think position yourself at in you know a space of the business that you know has a good future i think that's a smart thing to do yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh you know as we uh, finish up on this podcast uh, uh what what are you listening to right now? I think a lot of people would be intrigued to hear what a Grammy-winning songwriter producer. What music are you listening to right now? I know you say you like to stay fresh, you like to know what's going on, but you know, uh, give us what, what what do you keep in rotation right now? I'm listening to this artist, Girl in Red. I love the 1975. They're great. And then what else am I listening to? Listening to a little Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. All right then. Yeah. So you keep it, you, you keep it eclectic. There's a lot. There's a lot right, going exactly. on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Drake. Oh, I mean, of course Obviously. you have to keep Drake in rotation. Yeah. We're, we're all right. we're all waiting for a certified lover boy to come out this summer. Whatever right. decides to drop it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right, Kellen Pom Pom Pomeranz. Thank you so much for carving some time out of your thank you your busy day to uh, speak with us. We really do appreciate it. 
Thank you. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This has been WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio. I'm Stephen Albritton. Thanks for listening. Accuracy. It matters in everything you do. Your GPS needs to be accurate. Take a left on third. Your taxes need to be accurate. And your dentist needs to be accurate. You choose accuracy every day. And for an accurate forecast, choose WLWT Weather. It's the only forecast in Cincinnati independently certified most accurate. Nine years in a row and counting. Accuracy does matter. Choose accuracy. Choose WLWT Weather.